Hey everybody, welcome home. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons. So glad to have you in the house of faith today. Let's pray together. We'll get back into the word of God. Father, we love you. We adore you. We worship you today and we invite your presence to fill this place where we're gathered around your word. I invite your presence just to flood into the lives of everybody watching and listening to this broadcast all over the world. Lord, I thank you so much for giving us access into their hearts, into their homes, into their lives. Father, we look to your word today for revelation. We want eyes that see and ears that hear, hearts that understand, eyes that see Jesus and him only, ears that hear the voice of our good shepherd who calls us by name and leads us out. And we thank you for hearts that are open, ready to understand today more about who we are in Jesus and more about who Jesus is in us. We thank you for it and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at the words of Jesus from John chapter 15, and we've just been talking about this place of intimacy that's available to us in him, this place of intimacy that's available with our Father. And some of the things that Jesus said here from John 15 about abiding in him, and when we read that word abide, I really want you to think the word intimacy because that's what that is. It just simply means to stay. It means to remain, to continue. And we see this word come up over and over here in John chapter 15, but you see it in other places, the book of 1 John. Uh, it's something like 18 or 20 times in that book alone, you, you see the word abide, stay, remain. And it's such an important thing to Jesus and it must be an important thing to us. And the key to bearing fruit in this life is abiding in him. <clears throat> and that's why we've seen here in John chapter 15 in the, in the verses we've been reading, you see these two things coming up over and over. Abide in me, you'll bear fruit. Abide in me, you'll bear fruit. And we want fruit. You need to want the fruit in your life. I want it in mine because that's proof. It's evidence. The same way fruit hanging off the branches of a tree is evidence of what kind of tree that is. Really, it's evidence of what kind of seed got sown. And that's what fruit in our lives is. It's evidence that the seed of the word of God has been sown in your heart and that it took root and then it sprouted up and now it's bearing fruit. And we've mentioned this over the last couple of weeks of broadcast and I'll say it again. There are two primary fruit, I believe, that the Lord is drawing our attention to. Number one, the fruit of what he does in you that is for you. There are things that God wants to do in your life just to be a blessing to you, just to demonstrate his love to you, just to save and to rescue you and to heal you. All of that is fruit that he wants to bring out in your life just because he loves you. But the other kind of fruit is not just what he'll do in you that's for you. It's what he'll do through you that's for somebody else. And what proof and evidence that is to that person <clears throat> and to other people that God would use somebody like you to be a blessing to them and to minister his word or his life to them. That's the kind of fruit you and I ought to be after because that's what Jesus wants to see us producing in our lives. Abide in him and we will bear this kind of fruit. I want you to look at it again. We've looked at it before, but follow along with me. John chapter 15, verse one. If you don't have a Bible, you can read the words on the screen. Jesus said, I'm the true vine. The father is the vine dresser. My father is the vine dresser. Notice he said, I'm the true vine. I like the Wiest translation that brings out what he was saying there. And he says, I'm not a counterfeit. 
I'm not a counterfeit. I'm true. I'm authentic. I'm genuine. And a counterfeit is something that gets dressed up like the real thing. But you know what? The difference is not always in what you see. Sometimes it can be very hard to look at two items and tell which one's the counterfeit and which one's real. You've got to be able to look inside. If you were to take a very expensive watch and hold it up to a counterfeit of the same watch, you might not be able to tell the difference just by looking at the outside. But if the counterfeit could ever duplicate inside what is inside the real one, then it wouldn't be counterfeit anymore. That what's inside is what makes it real. And the reason that's important is because this whole thing that Jesus is talking to us about bearing fruit, you've got to remember fruit can't be just attached from the outside. It's got to come from something going on inside that's overflowing to the outside. Jesus says, I'm the true vine. My father's the vine dresser. Every branch in me, that's you and me, that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. Why? That it may bear more fruit. So that's what Jesus is after in your life and mine. Two things, fruit and more fruit. That's what he wants. He said in verse four, abide in me, stay, remain, just continue. Don't disconnect is what he's saying. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine and neither can you unless you abide in me. Now we've read through this so much and we really, we've already established how emphatic Jesus is about you and I bearing fruit in our lives. And the word that we're associating with this abiding, this whole concept is the word intimacy. And you know, as well as I do, that if Jesus is this serious about our intimacy with him and the fruit that it bears, that Satan is just as serious about disconnecting you from him, trying to get between you and him, doing away with that intimacy because he knows if he can stop the intimacy, then he can stop that flow of life. And if he can stop the flow of life coming from God to you, then he can cut off the fruit that you are supposed to be bearing in your life. And if there's no fruit, there's no proof. There's no evidence. That's why we're asking the Lord to open our eyes to what are the enemies of intimacy. And on last week's broadcast, I told you that story about that time in our lives a couple of years ago when our little girl, Jessie, got really ill one night. And it, it got to the point where she was really having a hard time breathing, waking herself up in the night, unable to breathe, and just this panicked look in her eyes. And and she couldn't speak. We really had no idea what was going on. And man, I was praying. I was confessing the word. I was doing everything that I was brought up to do, everything that I've ever done in my own life with my family. And it just was not doing anything. And I could feel the lack of power coming out of me. And I went before the Lord in the next 24 hours after we got her to the doctor, she was doing fine. And she started her recovery. She might've been fine, but I wasn't. And I went before the Lord and said, why, why was it like this? Why, were there, why was there no power in what I was saying? Because I don't have time to have powerless prayers when it comes to the life of my family, my kids, and neither do you. And the Lord reminded me how, but to that point, he'd been calling me for months back into this fellowship with him and I just was tired and I just was cranky and didn't, didn't want to spend time in his word anymore. I just wanted to watch television and just check out 
mentally each night, just being tired from the day, tired from work, ministry, family, all the same stuff that you get tired from. And yet he's still calling me. I remember those words so clearly. Jeremy, he said, press into me, press into me. And I was having a, I made a conscious decision every time I heard that, I don't feel like it right now. And what I didn't realize then was that was an enemy to my intimacy with him. Like he knew what was coming months later and that my daughter was gonna need my words to carry weight. So when I went to the Lord after we took her to the doctor and she was fine and all that, and I said, well, what's the deal? And he said, Jeremy, you're trying to bear fruit without abiding. And I realized now even more clearly than I did then that that just that carnal, fleshy nature thing that just wants to check out and wants to disconnect. Maybe it's disconnect from the word or time with God or disconnect from other people. I made this statement to you last week that you can't abide in him while not abiding with what is of him. Does that make sense to you? People think sometimes they can abide in their relationship with God and disconnect from all the people and the places and the things that he's brought into their lives, but they're one and the same. So for me to just sit there and flesh out on television, there was no fellowship with my wife. There was no fellowship with my family. And these are relationships that are of God. So to disconnect from them, I'm certainly not abiding in him. And where where the intimacy was being cut off, there was no fruit. There was no life. And, you know, what I really didn't get to finish telling you was the rest of that story, because several weeks later, actually New Year's Eve 2015 going into 16, if I have that right, Sarah's mom and uh, her dad had gone to the doctor's office. Her mom had had been diagnosed with cancer in the years past, and they got a word from God, no chemotherapy, no radiation. They were going to trust God. They'd gotten connected with some great doctors and wonderful surgeons, had the cancer removed, and she was cancer-free. She went back for a checkup, and uh, they got a report that night, New Year's Eve, going into the next year, and the report was not good. The report was that cancer was in the bones, in the sternum, in other places that were completely inoperable. And what they told her that night and over the next few days was that you've got about 10 months to live. And as if the thing with Jesse a few weeks before that hadn't woken me up enough, I'm gonna tell you something. In the few weeks between when the Lord said, you're trying to bear fruit without abiding, and then I, we get this report to our family that Sarah's mom has less than a year to live, you better believe that in that time, I was so thankful that even for just those few weeks that we had shut off every outside voice that was not the word of God, because in the time that the Lord had spoken to us that word about pressing back into him, we shut off the television and we did what Jesus said do here. And we, we were abiding in him and letting his words abide in us. And then we get this report from Mary, Sarah's mom, her doctor, you've got 10 months. And you know, we really went before the Lord over those next 24 to 48 hours. And the Lord ministered something very unique to us. And I want to share with you the same thing because it made a difference for our family. You know, being brought up in this house, the house of faith, there's something you're taught to do. And when you need something, you sow something. That was just what we were brought up to do. If it was finances, if you had a financial shortage, you sowed what you had and you believed God for more. If you need something, you sow something. 
And we found scripture for that in the word of God. And here we are, and the Lord ministered this to us. He basically said to us, look, you're in need of time. They told her, you don't have much time. So what are we before God asking for? We're asking for more time. So house of faith, what do we do? We need something, we sow something. So as a family, we made the decision, Lord, we are going to tithe our time back to you. You give us 20 something hours a day. We are going to give you at least two of those back. Give those hours back to your word, back to prayer, back to worship, back into your presence. And really, whether we realized it or not, what we were committing to do was just to stay in him, just to get into that abiding place in the word of God, because we were in need of some pretty major fruit to be born in this family. And they tell you that your mom, the kid's grandma, she's got 10 months. What do we need? We need time. So what do we do? We sow time. And as a family, TV was shut off. Every other voice that was not filling us with faith in God, we completely shut it out and shut it off. And we pressed in to the word of God. I want to tell you something. Sarah's mom and dad, they pressed into the word like two people I've never seen before. And it was the word going in the morning. It was the word going throughout the day, the word going at night, waking up to the word, falling asleep to the word. They were time in the word. But here was another thing, not just their own time spent reading it, but it was time listening to it. This is a major key to abiding in Jesus and letting his words abide in you. You know, he, he said that you need eyes that see, but you also need ears that hear. You need eyes that, that are set on the word, but you need ears that hear the word being preached to you, just like you're doing right now by watching and listening to this broadcast. You are listening to the anointed word coming to your life, and you better believe that this is making a difference for you, whether you feel it or not. And I would say it's in the times where you don't feel it is when it's doing the most for you because you are still by faith putting it in. And that's what they were doing. And they were abiding in the word of God and abiding in the presence of God. Day after day after day, week after week, month after month after month until October, 10 months after she'd been given the diagnosis of 10 months to live, and she went to the doctor. And you know what the report was? The report was, you have no measurable disease in your body. You are free. Glory to God. Are you kidding me right now? Healed of cancer? That is fruit. That is proof. That's evidence that God is good and will get involved in the life of anybody who will abide in him, who will just stay, just like Mary did, Sarah's mom, just like Perry, her dad did, just like we did as a family. We plugged back into the word and we wouldn't let anything pull us out. And I'm challenging you to make that commitment again to the word of God. Make that commitment again to whatever from his word is bringing you life. Because you can't <clears throat> abide in him while you disconnect from what is of him. 
So all throughout that time, you know what we were doing? We were in church. And if we weren't there physically, because at that time, church was hundreds of miles away for our family. The Lord had made us a part of Faith Life Church in Branson. And that's where Sarah was going to church when I met her and her family was there then. They're there now plugged into the life of that church. And what was so interesting was the week she got that diagnosis, Pastor Keith Moore, the pastor of that church, started a big, long series entitled Hear and Be Healed. So week in and week out, we were hearing and hearing and hearing. What were we doing? Abiding in the word of God. And Jesus said, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will ask whatever you will and my father will do it for you. And by this, he'll be glorified. And this testimony, you talk about bringing God glory. They are traveling the world now telling this testimony. They've been on television telling this testimony. They have been in other countries around the world telling this testimony, in churches speaking this testimony, bringing glory to God. And what are they saying? This is fruit. This is evidence. This is proof. You can't argue with, can't argue with it. She got healed on two things, the word of God and the wisdom of God. And it was abiding in the word that brought the wisdom. So whatever it is you're needing in your life right now, maybe it's healing in your body. Maybe it's restoration. Maybe it's miracles in whatever area. I'm telling you, the answer is right here. Plug back in to the word of God and learn to recognize anything that's trying to pull you out, trying to take that time from you. Anything that's trying to rob you of that time is an enemy to your intimacy with God and don't let it do it. Satan himself is the number one enemy of man's intimacy with God. And that's what he did in the garden. As a snake, he just slithered in between God and man in an effort to create distance between them, trying to cut off that flow of life from God to his man. And it worked. Death entered right then and distance equals death. But if distance equals death, What is closeness? What is intimacy? It's life. And just like a branch that is intimately and inseparably connected to the vine, when it's connected like that, there's a flow of life coming out of that vine to and through that branch. And it's only a matter of time before fruit is going to show up on the end of that branch. And the same thing's true with you and with me. When you remain inseparably and intimately connected to Jesus and to his word and to fellowship with him, it's just a matter of time that the fruit you're looking for and the fruit you're before God asking for, it's only a matter of time, man, before that starts showing up in your life, your intimacy with him, abiding in him, abiding in his word is going to produce fruit in your life. So it's not just abiding in him, though, not just abiding in his word. In the last few minutes that I have on this broadcast, listen to what else Jesus said. He said this in uh, John chapter 15, verse 9. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. So abide in my love. Get a revelation of how much you're loved by God, how much Jesus loves you, And once you get that revelation, just stay there. 
just hang out right there because faith works by love. And sometimes I just want to tell people who feel like their faith is small or their faith's not working or something's wrong with their faith. I just want to say, look, you want to jack your faith way up? Here's what you do. You go find a corner somewhere, get out this Bible and look up everything you can on how much God loves you and then just meditate on it and just think about it. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. My father loves me. My father loves me. My father loves me. And watch what happens to your faith because faith works by love. Or in other words, faith works when you know how much you are loved. This is why Jesus said, hey, I love you and I want you just to stay right here in my love for you. Don't let anything pull you out of the love that I have for you. Praise God. Anything that tries to separate you from his love for you is an enemy to your intimacy. And we've talked about a number of things that are that, that fleshy desire just to check out and to disconnect from God and people, that's an enemy to your intimacy. Things that try to pull you out of your time in the word of God, that's an enemy to your intimacy. You know, that, what could do that? Busy schedules, stress in your life, running from one thing to another all the time, feeling like you just don't have time for God or don't have time for the word. You wake up right now and realize that that thing that seems like it's putting such a demand on your schedule, that's nothing more than an, intimacy, an enemy to your intimacy with God, and you need to cut it off. But how do we abide in the love of God? I got just a minute left, and you got to hear this. Go to the book of Romans chapter 8. Listen to this. I love it. Romans chapter 8. Listen to this from verse 35. He asks this question. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ. Who is going to put distance between us and the love that Jesus has for us? Shall tribulation? No. Distress? No. Persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? No. As it is written, for your sake, we're killed all day long. We're accounted, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. How? How are we conquerors? And more so, through him who loved us. I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can get between us and put distance between us. I'm gonna tell you this. There is an enemy to your intimacy and it's sin consciousness, a consciousness of your sin. Sin consciousness cannot separate God from you, but it will try to separate you from him. That's what Peter said when Jesus poured out that blessing on his life and filled up those boats with fish. Peter said, depart from me, get away from me because I'm a sinful man. But did it work? No. It tried to separate him from God. That's what a consciousness of your sins will try to do. Now, you can't separate God from you. Love has thrown its big old arms around you and has refused to let go. But a sin consciousness, letting Satan lie to you about your sin, will try to separate you from God. But don't let it. 
It's nothing but an enemy to your intimacy. And that's why God has said, your sins and lawless deeds, I will remember no more. That's no more consciousness of sin. He said, your sin, I will, I will remove it from you as far as the east is from the west. That's distance. And where you've got distance, you've got death. And in that sense, it's good because the death that he's talking about is he has taken all the power out of sin and sin consciousness. He's taken all the power out of it and it can no longer do to you what it did to them back in the day before Jesus came and closed the distance between us and him. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.